Well, I don't know how this morning has been so far for you, uh, but in that first one, thinking about God as my provider and getting a chance to sing to him to that, I don't know what went through your head, but man, all of a sudden I just start thinking of all the good things that I've got. And, and, and I just, you know, do you ever just stop? You, know, you need to do this sometime. You just need to stop sometime. Maybe today's your day. It's a beautiful day, right? Go outside today. I guarantee you it'll be a beautiful night. Maybe it's even better at night. Put your kids down and go out and lay down and look at the stars and just start counting how many blessings that you've been given by God. I bet you'll be surprised. I bet you'll fall asleep before you stop. And I, even if your life has been hard, even if it's been difficult at times, there's still so many things that we can stop and we can think about God being our provider for. And so if your dad was a good provider today, then here's your chance, you know, just to remember that and to be thankful for that. And you guys, as we go through this whole thing, the, the two things that hit me is, again, for some of you <clears throat> today, as you th- sit there and you go, man, my father wasn't these things. <laughs> I think what this day does then for you is it reveals a legitimate need that you have in your person that your heavenly father meets. And I hope if nothing else for you today, your eyes would be lifted to a God who does richly provide for you and protect you and bless you. And if you had a great dad, then this is just as we've heard in these stories, then what it is is a chance to remind you, I think God calls us as fathers to again help our children understand what he's really like. And you have a chance today to praise God as you sit through and think through these things. As you think about the provider, too, here's the one good thing, is, is Jesus even said this to, one time. He looked at the, the guys around me and said, hey, hey, listen, you guys, you're evil, and you know how to give good gifts to your kids. In other words, you're messed up. You're selfish. You got sin inside you, and you know how to do good things for your kids. How much more will your Father in heaven give you good things, give you the Holy Spirit, So again, if you had a great dad who provided for you and you never had need, he might have, and what God, I think what Jesus is trying to help us to to remember is that dad might have done a good job. Your heavenly heavenly father does a great job. (laughs) He does a perfect job. Because as a human father, I do my best to help my children get what they need. But my God in heaven, my father in heaven, he knows what I need. And if you guys, one time, a long time ago, I went through the whole concordance and just looked up the word give. A concordance is this big, huge book that has every word in the Bible, and you can pick give, and it will show you everywhere in the Bible where it's used. And when I went down that list, I couldn't believe how much the Bible tries to help us to see that God is a giver. He's a giver. And what he gives us is perfect stuff. As, as Brad shared, my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches. And I think he's kind of rich. 2 Peter 1.3 says his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Do you guys know through Jesus Christ and the giving of his son that we now have everything that we need? All of our sins completely forgiven, and all of his blessings now are ours. So I hope you'll know today, and even as you worship, and again, I, I encourage you, take some time, some time, and just sit before God and count all the things that he's done for you. And you will start to see, it'll give you perspective probably on your life right now, if you remember how good your God is. All right? The second thing, when you look at this whole protector thing, 
This, this idea, the same, and I love, I, I, I thought um, that it, was, it was so well put when Abby said that my God, my, my father can't keep me from being hurt. He can't do that, but he comes alongside me. And one of the things you, we've always said here, and the Bible makes it really clear, it's, it's once you receive Christ into your life and you become a child of God, your problems don't go away. In fact, sometimes they increase. He doesn't say, I'm going to make it nice and safe and easy for you. But there is still a protection that's deeper in your soul and in your heart and of who you are as a person. And again, for some of you, your dad didn't protect you. For some of you, your dad abused you. And when you try to think about a heavenly father who would actually be a protector, that's really hard. But I know like for me, even my, my dad, I remember as a kid, I don't know about you guys, I used to want to have my dad show me his muscles. Do you guys remember to do that? I just, Dad, show me your muscles, you know? And, and, and he never would. I, he never would show me his muscles. And I, and I always used to think that's because if you did, they'd hit the ceiling, you know? And, and, and it's so funny, my girls have never asked me to show them their muscles, my muscles. So, <clears throat> uh, but, but I remember just thinking, my, it is that my dad's stronger than your dad. I mean, I felt like my dad could take on anything. You know? And he can't, and he couldn't, but your heavenly Father can. And he is a refuge. He is a rock. He is your source of strength when you're going through the troubles and when you're struggling. You is a place, I love that, a cleft in the rock. And again, we live in Utah, so maybe we can get this a little bit better than when I lived in Michigan. But again, in that culture, it's like, man, when the enemy was approaching, you, that's where you went. You hid under the cleft of the rock. It was your place of safety from weather, from the enemy, from everything. And the scripture's saying, when you hide under there and you're safe, that is what your God can do for you. And if you feel unsafe today, if you feel like on your life experiences, you've been left out to dry, you need to know that your heavenly Father is a protector of your heart and of your soul of your mind. He guards your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And it's a great gift. And the last thing, you guys, with, with what Mitch just shared with us, is this whole idea that there's a God who, who affirms us, who blesses us. There is so much in Scripture about the Father and His role to bless His children. And I think this is one where many dads miss it. We totally miss the opportunity to bless our children. And I love what Mitch said. My dad encouraged me to pursue. He built me up. He affirmed me. He gave me confidence. I, you hear those words? Can you imagine being able to walk out into the world with those type of things? Confidence, affirmation, being built up, encouraged. And there are way too many men and women all around the world today who never received that, who never got the encouragement, who never got the affirmation where there was always some sort of standard, like if you do this, then you'll get my love, or you know, constant just instruction, or, or, or really just pursuing you on, and never the, the positive side. And one of the great things about this issue right here is you need to know every, you know what, I'm not your dad, but let me reveal to you some scriptures from your heavenly Father to you today, because I know he wants every one of you to know that when he knits you together in his mother's womb, he said, this is really good. And when he knit you together, he had ideas and plans for you. Every day ordained for you was written in the book before one of them came to be, it says in Psalm 139. 
Jeremiah 29, 11, that we love to quote, says, I know the plans that I have for you. You have a Father in heaven who actually puts you together physically, but he also put together your very soul, your personality, the way that you're wired. Your DNA was God's idea. You have your personality because God wants you to have it. You have talents that he gave to you. You have passions and you have dreams. And Jesus says, if you lose your life, you'll find all of that. And one of the things that I just want to share in our, in our closing today is this. I, I think in our culture today, um, we, we, we kind of miss something that's very, very prominent in the Bible. And that is our names. In the Bible, when you were named, it meant something. It really meant this is who you are. And people were given names all the time based on what people saw in them and from God when he saw what he was going to do. And then he would actually give you a name so that when you would say, my name is David, which is a nice name to have in the Bible, by the way. And because, and it has, that's been a real, you guys have no idea. Sometimes I'll just sit there and I'll look at it. Whenever I read about David, I'm like, this was the man after God's own heart. How cool is that to have that name? And the actual word means to be beloved. And, and, and you can grasp onto these things. And so, um, and I think most of the time now in America, our culture is pretty much just, a, you know, what's a, what name do we like? And we give it to, to our kids. Susan and I, we, we really tried to take this seriously and name our kids um, based on, uh, I don't know, we prayed a lot about it. And, and I'm not going to get too wacky here, but I, I really feel like we had some, I would call them prophetic moments with our kids and their names. You guys who know my first daughter, right? Her name is Mariah. You know where we got that from? They call the wind Mariah. Is she the wind? I mean, she is like all over the place. She's just nuts. She's crazy. You don't know where she comes from or where she goes. You have no idea. And, 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 and partly, that's why we chose that passage, was to find out with her that, that, that passage in John 3 where it says that very thing. Anyone born of God, you're born of his spirit. And the spirit is like the wind. You don't know where it come from, comes from, and you don't know where it's going. But if you are a child of God, you are led by the spirit of God. And our, so our goal for Mariah is she'll live that type of life. And so that's the name we've given her. And then what's awesome, you guys, is I'm holding her as a brand new baby. And I'm sitting there, and I just was envisioning. I before I was ever married or ever a dad, I, I remember the thing I wanted to do the most as a dad is this, what I'm talking to you about. I want to know why my children are here. And I feel like my responsibility as a dad is to do everything that I can to help them become the woman or the man that God created them to be. So I got to be in tune with God so that I can pass that on. And I think he wants me to know he didn't give Mariah and Ashlyn and Caleb to any of you. He gave them to me. And my responsibility as their dad is to have vision for them and to bless them. And I'm holding this little girl. And the three words, right, first day, didn't know anything what she was going to be like. First day, I'm holding her. And the three words they hit me, she's going to be strong and feisty and determined. Am I a prophet or what? <laughs> I mean, she's even red-haired. I mean, it's unbelievable. And, and this is who she is. And that day, I have this day, I, I always go through the scriptures in a certain way. And that day, without any plan, the psalm was Psalm 71. 
And I'm reading through Psalm 71. And I remember I shared this with Suze. And we don't like Psalm 71. Because it's hard. It's a hard psalm. There's a lot of stuff in there where it says, my troubles are going to be many. And as you know, Mariah's got this big birthmark and stuff all over her face. And from day one, troubles have been kind of a part of her deal. But you know what's so cool? Do you know what Mariah actually means? The word, and we chose, by the way, if you go Mariah with an M-A, it means bitter. So we decided not to go there. Didn't want a bitter kid. We went M-O, which means God is my teacher. And you know what Psalm 71 says? From my birth, you have taught me. I, that's so cool to me. Ashlyn, we were supposed to go help pass out Thanksgiving baskets to, to, the, to, to people in need back in Michigan. And in, in something, I can't remember why we ended up not doing it. She's giving me hand signals, and I can't understand them. Uh, but anyway, we decided not to go, but we were up really early. And, and that morning, we started realizing we don't have a name for another girl. And, you know, and we were pregnant. What if it's a girl? You know? And in that morning, this whole idea of, of, of Isaiah 61, where the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me to preach good news to the poor, and where we will make beauty out of ashes... And so this whole idea of Ashley, you know, like, what if, what if Ashley's a dream for her life and her vision for her life is that she would be someone who would care for those who were down and out and those who would make beauty come out of ashes. So we looked up the name book. You know what Ashley means? Grove of ash trees. We're like, wow, that's, that doesn't seem very positive. So then we looked up Ashlyn, and Ashlyn means vision of God. You know what dawn means? New beginnings. You know what we were doing? We were getting ready to plant K2, the church. A vision from God with a new beginning. And now, with Ashlyn, as she grows up, our dream for her is that she, Ashlyn, do you know why you're here? Look at these scriptures. You, we believe, and all of a sudden, and, I mean, and, and the same thing. I'm, okay, this is weird. I'm, I'm holding her the day she's born. I go, okay, let's see if it works again. And you know how all our kids are different, right? So this one, I'm going, this is going to be docile and sweet. And I'm sitting there, and I'm going, oh, you're kidding me. And the only thing that could hit me was strong again. I'm like, and I go, no, 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 no. This is supposed to, that got a strong one. Now I get the, you know, the little fluffy one. And, uh, <laughs> and it wasn't. It was, it was strong again, but then it was a quiet, but it was different than feisty. And it was this quiet strength. And, and, and as Ashlyn's growing up, she is, man. She's, she, she can handle Mariah with no problem. Mariah has a trouble handling Ashlyn. She's really strong. But you know what's wild? When anybody comes around, this, feist, this strong little girl who, you know, who always says, I'm a tomboy, you know, runs around, oh, she's just, Ur. when we bring over, when people bring over little tiny babies or little one or two-year-olds, you know who goes after them? Ashlyn. She has this tender heart. And then Caleb, have you ever read the story of Caleb? Ugh. Man, now that is a man's story right there. A guy who will go against the whole rest of the nation with his buddy Joshua. We were, thought we were going to have two boys, give him a partner. But a guy who would go against the whole, by, by the way, his partner's Jude, which is really cool. Mike Rutledge's little boy. They love each other. Jude and, and Caleb are going after it. And, uh, but who would stand against the world and do what God says. You guys, we cast these visions for our kids. We believe they're here for a reason. As a father, do you pray for your kids and do you pray to God to receive? Are you blessing them? And, and you guys, and so you can know this, this is what our father does. 
This is what he does. Genesis 17, 3. Abram fell. Abram fell face down, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? The story is so awesome. We just need to do a whole series on this. Where Abram's sitting there going, you know, eventually he's like, "Uh, excuse me, I'm like uh, 99 years old. I don't have anybody. You called me Abraham because I was going to be the father of many nations. God knew what he was going to do with him. He says, I'm going to do this. I never saw this before. But in 1 Chronicles 22, David was getting ready to pass on the kingdom, and he wanted to build this temple for his God, and God told him, no, you can't do that. You've been in so many wars, you've got blood on your hands, can't, can't do it. And then he says, but God, and God said this, but you will have a son who will be a man of peace and rest, and I will give him rest from all his enemies on every side, and his name will be Solomon. And I will grant Israel peace and quiet during his reign. He is the one who will build a house for my name. And I love this. And he will be my son, and I will be his father. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Can you imagine how cool was that? God, again, is saying, no, no, no. You're going to have a son, and his name, God, it will be Solomon. You know what Solomon means? Peace. And that's what I'm going to do with his life. I love Mark 3, 16 and 17, where it's going through the list of the apostles, right? And Jesus, he named, you know, he's going through the list. It says, these are the 12 that he appointed. Simon, parentheses, to whom he gave the name Peter. Right? And what's Peter mean? Rock. This wishy-washy, fly-by-the-seat-of-his-pants guy. <laughs> Jesus looks at him and says, you have no idea, because I know you'll never think this is true, but you are going to be the rock. He gave him vision for who he was going to be and what he was going to do in his life. And then, the next, and then verse 17 is even, I like even better. James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, parentheses, to them he gave the name Boanerges, or however you say that. Maybe I'll call my next kid that, Boanerges. But he gave them the name Boanerges, whatever it is, which means sons of thunder. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome, you guys. Do you see what God's doing here? Then, and I shared this a couple weeks ago, the best one of all is when the angel showed up to Joseph and said, hey, give Mary a break. She, this, I did this, so it's cool. And when she, this baby is born, you are to give him the name Jesus. You know what Jesus means? It's the Greek word for Joshua, which means God saves because he will save his people. Here's the deal. Some of you have never received your name. You have no idea why you're here. And I'm telling you right now, when your father bore you, he has a name for you. And if your earthly father never gave it to you, and he never encouraged you with it, and he never blessed you with it, if you will sit and seek after your heavenly Father, I'm telling you, he will give you your name. You will find your life. And so I want to encourage you right now, man, all you young dads, all of you who, have, who are getting, you know you're going to have more kids, would you start praying and seeking God so that you can bless your children 
and give them a vision for why they're here. And for all of us who need to get a name, would you come before your heavenly father? Because I'm guarantee you this right now. He's got one for you. He's got one for you. And if you keep, if you will, okay, if you will quit trying to make a name for yourself, just quit. Jesus said, if you try to save your life, you're going to lose it. Quit trying to make a name for yourself. Lose your life to your Father in heaven, and you will find your name. So band, come on up here, and let's start to worship these last two songs. As we praise the God who's our Father, and the first song we're going to sing is one that says, you make everything glorious, because that's what God does. Everything God does, he makes glorious. You know, we're going to go outside, and I told Sue, we've got to get in the mountains today, you know. We've got to get up there and see the glory of God. But then the song, there's one sweet little phrase. He goes, you make everything glorious, and I am yours. What does that make me? Did you know you're glorious? Did you know when God created you, he loves the masterpiece of you. What does that make you? If you let God make you who he made you to be, you will be glorious. And we're going to take our offering right now, you guys. And again, this is our chance just to say, go back to the God who provides and protects and who blesses you and bless him back. Just bless him back with your finances. If you came ready to give, if you're visiting, don't worry about it. But just all of us, as we let's stand together right now and let's stand together right now and let's bless God for desiring to bless us with everything that he's got. All right, let's sing these last two songs.